Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Looking to jumpstart your career? Start with the city of Norfolk, Virginia. Whatever your background, Norfolk offers opportunities to make a difference on the job. In a vibrant, waterfront city, you'll love to call home. You'll also earn competitive pay, outstanding benefits, and a $5,000 sign-on bonus. A new career you'll love in a city you'll love. So, when can you start? Get started at norfolk.gov slash coastalvajobs and find a career you'll love today. Restrictions apply. Corner Wrestling Radio. We're live from C2CRadioShow.com, and it's the two-thirds of the Triple Threat tonight. Myself, Stan Grubb, my tag team partner, Brian Taylor. Hola, como esta? Hey, look, I'm listening and watching the uh, Extreme Rules playback again. Okay, I got it. I got Spanish and I got English. How about that? Wait. Man, you're killing me. You didn't know that was what happened? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Brian, let me give you the rundown. And I, I can understand that you didn't see that because guess what? A lot of people didn't remember that it was actually <laughs> Extreme Rules this past Sunday. Well, um, I mean, I didn't forget, but it just this one really didn't pique my curiosity. Uh, I mean, it's hard to get curious or interested or invested in a pay-per-view that's advertised as Extreme Rules and only one match actually has any stipulations. And, and that might have been it right there. That might have explained why I did not watch this one. I'll put it to you like this. The beginning of the show, the actual start of the <coughs> excuse me, pay-per-view, um, is a mixture of English, backstage English, and French and Spanish commentary all playing at the same time while you're watching. What? Yeah, so you you can hear JBL talking, you can hear Cole and Pat McAfee, <clears throat> you can hear who I could only assume was the Spanish and French announce tables, and the next thing you know, it goes muted, they get it fixed for a few minutes, it comes back, and then we've got English and Spanish, and then it mutes for a second, and then it comes back, and we finally just get English. But that's the first 20 minutes of the broadcast it took them to get that sorted out. Wow, which is crazy considering they've only been doing these things for how many years? And they some months they have two in a month, and we have those type of problems? Hey, you know, we're, here we are just fans. We, we don't know nothing about nothing, right? But even we know 
you can <clears throat> mute certain things if you find yes. that sound that's what that, that's what that big old truck is for. Yeah, <laughs> that big, expensive, billion-dollar truck that Kevin Dunn is in charge of. <laughs> <sighs> Nothing irritates me more than technical issues during a wrestling show. Honestly, that's yeah. my biggest pet peeve. I can handle a bad wrestling match, but like when the music isn't right or you can't hear what they're saying on the microphones or you're getting multiple streams of commentary, it's really irritating. So I, I you know, again, things happen live TV. We've been there. We've done it. Sure. But I think what, what, what irritates me more is like you're a billion-dollar company. And it's not so much that you have these technical difficulties. It's when somebody comes to the ring and it looks like you're looking at, you know, something from the 80s. The the, the video quality is just that poor. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's happened. It's happened on Raw. It's happened on SmackDown. You know, it's happened at pay-per-views. To me, it's just not the quality that it should be. Yeah, I mean, we're in an age right now where a lot of a lot of programming is being filmed and broadcast in 4K. So to have, like, the... A good example is SmackDown. So SmackDown utilizes the 3D animations a lot during the show. And when a performer comes out, like Roman Reigns, when he comes out and you've got that... It looks like a statue at first where he's standing there, and it's kind of crisp. I mean, that animation is pretty crisp and clean, but then when you see the performer coming from behind it, you know, and then eventually in front of it, everything gets distorted. The video screen is distorted, like it's blurred. And I'm by no means, by no stretch of the imagination, an expert, but when you watch programming, and that's not, I'm not even going to go the obvious route of AEW. Let's go to Impact. When you look at when their performers come to the ring and they've got a video playing in the background, it's a clean shot. Right. It's, it's clean, and it doesn't even have to be 4K. It could be just 720, which I think most people would have no qualms with. But it, it's a clean shot. They get to the ring, and you know exactly what's happening. I don't know. I don't know how you can be that technically advanced and still not know how to clean up your imagery. Oh, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's just pure laziness, or or, or something. I, I mean, again, I, I've mentioned this before. This is not nothing new with me. But mm-hmm. you know, again, you're a billion dollar company, and there are times that your product just looks terrible. Mm-hmm. And to me, why should I become vested when you don't appear to be vested? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you, you can't you can't expect that your viewers are going to recommend others to tune in if when they tune in they see something that looks like it was shot with a camcorder from 1989. Yeah, so it's it's just crazy, mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. So you know, tonight we're going to talk about Grand Slam because I think that was the event of the week, if not maybe the month. Um, but at the same, well, yeah, it's funny. We can't really say that because All Out happened in the same month. Um, but I, what I wanted to point out was talking about Extreme Rules. There's one thing that stands out among all of the other things that really just irritate the shit out of me when it comes to pro wrestling. And that's the overwhelming desire, and I don't know if it's only WWE anymore because a lot of companies do this, 
but WWE seems to stand atop the stand atop the throne is uh, the people that love to overbook crap. Now here's the thing: you have Roman Reigns and you have the Demon Finn Balor in an epic main event, an Extreme Rules match, the only stipulated match on the card, and everybody's excited for it because you know the Demon's going to be cool. Roman is at the top of his game, and it's going to be a great match. And it was. It, it actually really was. They did a cool little thing where they had the Demon get laid out by the Usos towards the end of the match. He's outside the ring, and suddenly the, the lights go to red. And no, it wasn't The Fiend. I know what you're thinking, but it wasn't The Fiend. In this case, the lights go red, smoke starts to fill the ringside area, and the next thing we know... It's the heartbeats from the theme's music, or from the from the theme, ha, from the demon's music. As it beats, Finn Balor starts to come alive. The music hits, and boom, he's up. He's like hulked out, and he's ready to go. And all of a sudden, he's just beating the hell out of everybody again. This was really cool. It it, it looked great on television, even though the red screen is actually kind of annoying. They get to the point where it's 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 academic. He's gonna go for the coup de gras. And you're like, great, very cool. And even, even if this didn't go the way it happens and they had made Finn Balor lose by pinfall, I still would have been all right with it. But instead, he goes to the top rope and just magically the top rope explodes, just collapses, and down goes the demon. The demon who just got resurrected by red, red lighting and fog and music has now fallen to the mat face first, clutching his knee, apparently staggers to his feet, gets speared, and Roman wins. <laughs> so if I had paid money to see this matchup in person, I've, I would have demanded a refund. Because yeah, but so... that's the garbage that they fed you. But, however, had you paid that, and five years ago, you would have thought that was a very cool ending. You know, maybe, because it wasn't happening that much. Like, five years ago, it was still kind of a rarity. Mm, that's Yeah, but see, that's not true, right? So they've been known for shenanigans like this. But at the time, right, when we're all bobble-headed out, we don't see this stuff. You see what I'm saying? And it doesn't matter the promotion, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there are other promotions that <laughs> definitely, you know, come up short when, you know, we're almost promised certain things. Mm -hmm. But, again, five years ago, ten years ago, neither one of us would have a problem with it. I think just now, again, frustration from seeing shenanigans when there doesn't necessarily need to be shenanigans you kind of look at it different if that makes sense yeah no that's a fair bet i mean because there's tons of different and and you make a good point it's not just isolated to wwe does this all the time well yeah they do but so did impact so did ring of honor at a point so did aew with different things not a lot of things but a couple things you know, you get to these moments where you're like, no, nah, this is going to be awesome, it's going to be great, and then it plays out and you're like, this is this is awful. <laughs> this is right. really bad. And here's the thing. When you have the demon, there's a certain aura just like you had with the dead man. You know what I mean? 
you had this like this is okay and while Sonny or C2C kayfabe did make a point that maybe it wasn't the right time to have Roman lose I could see his point but at the same time I'm like well as Brian has pointed out many times and I think I actually said this in our chat during the show you've now booked yourself into a corner where you're putting him in the ring because you have to with unbeatable characters and so you risk either you risk destroying your unbeatable character that you took so much time to build up and did such a great job with or you finally have to job him because you didn't have him lose and now the initial comment that you made I would say back in 16 because you didn't have Roman job then now because he hasn't jobbed you're like god does anybody beat this guy right does God right. himself come from the heavens and strike him down in a WWE-style match? I mean, what the hell? But, again, it's not so much, like, who can beat him. Like, now, I mean, we're not talking, like, like Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan, right? right? And The Rock and Austin, some of these guys that were just, you know, up there, right? When they were champs, they knew it was a time to lose and a time to win, mm-hmm. right? Ric Flair would lose to a local talent and sometimes even lost the NWA World Heavyweight title to a mm-hmm. local talent because at the end of the day, it showed that while he was the best as and the champion, Anybody on any given day could beat him if they rose to the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Roman's case is, I understand that you finally have him over, right? I understand after many, many years of trying, you've got him where he should have been years ago, right? But the fact of the matter is, who do you have left? Right, so it's a good it's a good bet. Sami Zayn is going to be gone here in a few months. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Owens has already got his bags packed, right? I don't think there's any amount of money you can give Kevin Owens. <laughs> gone. Nakamura will be next, right? So who do you have? Well, I understand you have Brock Lesnar in the wing. But Brock presents the same problem Roman does. If Brock beats Roman, who do you have on the roster that's going to beat Brock? Why? Because you spent so much time making these guys indestructible, you no longer have firepower to put a hole in them, to defeat them. Plus, at this point, with Brock as the good guy coming into this matchup, He's almost guaranteed to lose. Well, so yeah, now you've got this. You, to your point, you've this character that you've built up is unstoppable, quote unquote. Even though Brock has put over the right people, um, he's going to end up losing, which is going to cause cause even more displeasure with Roman. But but this is the current WWE landscape, right? So it's going to be easy for Brock to win when Paul Heyman turns on Roman Reigns. Oh, so you're thinking that's going to happen. 
I, I mean, they've already <laughs> the writing's on the wall, right? So if you, what was Paul Heyman what two weeks ago where he was cowering in fear of Roman Reigns? Yes, Tribal Chief. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you watch his <laughs> demeanor, he's shrinking now all the time, right? Uh, oh, 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 I'm going to get in trouble. So why wouldn't he turn? Brock never treated him bad. Uh, Paul is sleazy enough to to be the guy to hitch his horse to whoever, right? So you've got that. Hmm. And it's going to take shenanigans for Brock to beat Roman Reigns. We're not talking the Undertaker at the end of his career. No, we're talking two guys that are pretty well still in their prime. Right, and not only that, but Roman is this is this is like truly his prime. Yeah, this is peak Roman. This is the best yes. he'll ever need to be. I agree. Right. Plus. Hey, sis, are you FaceTiming me from HomeSense again? Saving money? That's my jam. What do we think? Outdoor dining set or wicker lounge set? Since your signature dish is a margarita, go with lounge. Okay, I am so ready for this party. It's been too long. Wait, go back. Show me those pretty ceramic plates. They're melamine. Even you can't break them. Look, these cute cushions match my shirt. Is that my shirt? Outfit your outdoors. Have it today at HomeSense. Standout pieces. Outstanding prices. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. He's got the Usos. So... It'll take, it'll take, you know, you're going to have to move a mountain mm-hmm. for, for Brock to beat Roman. Well, and here's the thing. <clears throat> Big E has beaten Bobby Lashley, okay? Big E has beaten Bobby Lashley three, now four times as of this past Monday by pinfall. No, three times, sorry. So Lashley, to me, seemed like the guy that if they had to, you could draft him to SmackDown and he could beat Roman. And it would make sense. But now, with him reforming the Hurt business, well... Oh, who, who's in the Hurt business? Shelton Benjamin and uh, Cedric Alexander. Again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, All no, right. by the way, no build-up for this. Just during the tag match Monday night, <laughs> you got the New Day. and you No, not the tag match, but the singles match, the WWE title match at the beginning of the show. You got Big E, and you got Lashley. And they're... They, for the record, this is the right move for Big E because he is flourishing and he's doing really well, and I'm happy for him. But <clears throat> these guys are going head to head, throwing up, throwing hands. It's great. Suddenly, with no warning, we've got Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander wearing Hurt Business T-shirts, standing at ringside, not touching Big E, not jumping in the match, just standing there. Match continues, back and forth. Suddenly, Lashley hits a spear, and it looks like the match is going to be over. The New Day hit the ring. They topple Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, and in the process of getting into it with them, it spills into the ring, which causes a disqualification, which causes Adam Pierce to come out and say, all right, at the end of the night, it's going to be a cage match. 
Lashley and Big E for the WWE title. Nobody can interfere. For the record, by the way, Big E has worked a six-man tag, now a 15-minute singles bout, and then in the cage match that he works in the main event, I want to say it's another 25 minutes. Um, Big E's a stud right now. <laughs> he's he's earning every bit of that paycheck. Um, but yeah, no build-up at all. No, like, interaction beforehand, no tease, just, boom, Hurt Business is back. <laughs> I'm like, Okay, you know, fine. I'm all for a Hurt Business and New Day feud. So getting to my initial point, the New the new Day and the Hurt Business continue this feud. <clears throat> if the Hurt Business get drafted to SmackDown, I don't – I guess it could happen, but I don't see the bloodline, which is fully bad, and the Hurt Business, which is definitely bad, feuding. And if they do, it won't amount to Roman losing. So there's well, one yeah, big guy that won't won't do it, right? And, I mean, to me, even if you draft them, they really should never be put on a collision course until somebody becomes a good guy. Exactly, exactly my point. Which is, yeah. So there's one mountain you won't move, Drew McIntyre. Well, I would have thought that they'd be working on moving him to SmackDown, just basically how they've positioned Big E, but. Drew apparently is the next in line for a title shot at Big E. So there's another mountain out of the way. So is the plan? Are we are we doing the John Cena here? Is the plan for Roman to be champion for a few years? Is that what we're doing? No matter who his opponent is, because that's that's how it's looking. And as much of a Roman fan as I am and was, uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, this is the best he's ever been. And that's the truth. And, and I'm a big fan of the Tribal Chief. I do love the character. But, hey, man, you've got a lot of people on your roster, a lot of hungry guys, a lot of people that are deserving. And it and this isn't even, you know, push Finn Balor. This is like push someone new. Do what you did with Big E. Get an influx of new before you lose that opportunity and make people hate now SmackDown. Because Raw... I mean, let's face it. We talk about Raw, and it's either Monday Night Rematch or just we don't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the deal. But again, I, I think you're going to start seeing the 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 how do I put this? The error of your ways, mm-hmm. because, like I said a few minutes ago, Sami Zayn will be gone. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind. Kevin Owens is gone. Mm-hmm. If you, if you can't see that one, you're crazy. Especially now with the um, events of the last few weeks. Oh yeah. And as close as Kevin Owens is to the super elite. Mm-mm. Right, because the super click or super click, whatever it is, get super, it right, whatever it is, whatever <laughs> it is, right? If you, I mean, listen, if you if you didn't follow their career path up until now, you missed something because back in the day, the four of them, <clears throat> excuse me, the Bucks, Kevin Owens, and Adam Cole were tight. 
very tight to the point that they were taking pictures when they were in separate companies holding different titles and they just they just didn't care so kevin i'm sure is gone Mm -hmm. so that takes somebody that could probably out wrestle roman right and had a tremendous feud with him early in the year yes that turned into a lousy gimmick match that fell flat on his face. Oh, hey, look, another one of those stupid gimmicked endings. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, your your roster is starting to dwindle. Yeah, it really is. I mean, when Monday Night Raw's spotlight matches, Mansoor and Ali against Jinder Mahal and Shaky and Veer, wherever the f these guys are uh i got more questions than answers <laughs> but again Gargano's now deal is up soon um i mean i don't i don't i i don't know my feelings on that one i mean i think he'll probably stay i think they would throw enough money at him that he would be like okay could be wrong because well, you know they given him well, a lot. Yeah, but through Candace, though, you know, I'm sure he's close to some of the other guys. Oh, yeah, of course. And, um, but I, I mean, you really, you have this guy that in Roman that you've made invincible mm-hmm. and you have no star power, <laughs> literally no star power to go against him. If you think, even if Brock were to beat him, how long do you think it'll take before even the SmackDown fans? realize uh oh crap this Here show's going again. nowhere yeah this <laughs> well, is going I mean, nowhere of the two shows smackdown's the better of the two i mean and seth rollins is still there but let's face it you, you need a proper opponent for seth rollins otherwise it's tough to watch kind of like it was with braun Strowman. if you had him in the ring with the right guy it was pretty damn entertaining but if you put him in there with just anybody Eh, not so much. Well, yeah, but I think that's just lousy, you know, uh, matchmaking. Very true. Very true. I, I don't. I wouldn't take anything away from Seth Rollins. Um, however, again, he's he's in a spot. You have the Tribal Chief, who's uh, you know invincible, and you have mm-hmm. uh, the Usos, right? What what faction do you have to counter that? You have no faction to counter. You really don't. I mean, the New Day shouldn't. I like Big E as champion, but if I think of the two groups, the Bloodline Superior. I'm sorry, but they are. Mm-hmm. Roman's dominant. The Usos are dominant. They're dominant in a way that the New Day has never been. That's just how right. it is. That's just the yeah. that's just the reality of it. And and I mean, we've often talked about how good both teams are, but. The bloodline right now is the top faction in the company, and, and for rightfully so. I mean, they've done a great job building them up, but the problem with, <clears throat> and this is where, even though I don't always agree with the guy, this is where, you know, like guys like Jim Cornette and guys like Jim Ross have the presence of mind to say, no, 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 <laughs> pause. You can have him still be your top guy, but he better put him over here if you want to get to there. Because yeah. he, those are the kinds of people that have the presence of mind that know you better have a plan. Right. And, 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 I mean, so here's the other here's the other thing to look, right? 
that Roman is severely lacking, mm-hmm. right? If you go back, right, and you look at, like, champions, right, the majority of them, especially on that kind of level, always had the 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 opposite, the anti-wrestler um, form, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at Flair, right, Steamboat, Rhodes, Magnum TA, yada, yada, yada. Hogan, you had the Heenan family, <laughs> Piper, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. always had people that were always on their level and could beat them. Right. At the drop of a hat. And Roman doesn't have that. He simply does not have that. And even, again, even Brock, what are you going to do? Keep running Roman and Brock every other week? No, I agree. Because if you keep running that back, then people are going to get bored of that too. And rightfully so. I mean, it. I am intrigued by a good guy Brock Lesnar at this stage of his career. So I'm, I'm up for it. Don't get me wrong. But here's the thing. The difference between Roman and Brock, and this isn't Roman's individual fault. This is Vince and the people backstage. Nobody has been prepared to step in to take over. So while you're riding that that horse as far as you can possibly drag it, you know, if you have Brock beat him, you don't have an answer as to who's next. You don't. It's not who is it going to be Goldberg? No. It's not going to be Lashley. You've tied him up with the New Day. It's not going to be Sami Zayn because he's probably gone, and he's probably gone pretty fast. I mean, January's just around the corner. Kevin Owens, same thing. Edge, no. Edge is tied up with Seth Rollins right now. Cesaro, how is that possible? Cesaro, you just spent all this time burying again. If I'm Claudio Castagnoli... That's what he used to go by before he got the WWE. If I'm him, I'm saying, you know what? When my contract expires, I am out of here. And I don't even need, if I'm him, I don't even need to go to AEW. I don't need that kind of validation. If they come calling, sure. I'd go right back to Ring of Honor if I wanted to. Because I'll be goddamned. If I'm in his shoes, oh, I'd be furious. Yeah, and I think that's, to me, that's, what probably makes AEW more dangerous than anything else, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're going to talk about uh, the, another great show. Yes. Right? Here shortly. But the, the, the thing about AEW, and this is what people really need to pay attention to. And again, I've said it. I, I mean, this is not anything that hasn't been said by me or other people, and you're starting to see it come to fruition, right? CM Punk, Daniel Bryanson, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho. Boom. Some of them got fired. Some of them let their contracts expire. But you know what they did, which is so important in this point in time in the WWE's future, is you allowed talent to walk away. You allowed talent to realize Hey, there are greener pastures, mm-hmm. but what that's going to do is that's going to stop people from even allowing you to contact, right? So if I'm a, if I'm a guy, 
let's say I'm, you know, a Canadian big time wrestler in Canada, right? WWE calls me, hey, we want to do this, we want to do this, we want you to come in, and then two minutes later, I don't care, Impact calls me. Mm-hmm. I says, hey, we want to do this with you, we want to do this with you, we want to do this with you. On its face, all you have to do is look at your prospects, right? Sure, you're going to make more money in the WWE. But if you're somebody that's made the money, I'm not going to the WWE and be treated like that. I'm going to go somewhere that's going to respect me and not bury me as soon as I come in the door. Mm -hmm. So that may prevent the WWE from picking up named talent. There's still plenty of them out there. So, again, you're going to get to Roman versus Brock, and I bet you they're going to keep numbering it. By this time next year, you could have Roman versus Brock 15. And all they do is swap the title back and forth. Mm-hmm. And people are going to cheer it because, oh, this is so good. I don't know any better. And they're going to keep putting it on because people cheer because they don't know any better. I think you're always going to have people that like what they like. I mean, and that's all well and good, but... At Duncan, we're getting ready for sunnier days with our Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. A bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa, tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more. Soak in the sunshine a little more. And fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore. We're counting sunrises too. Do more with Duncan Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. Brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Duncan. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute made slushy is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. At the end of the day, what really happens that, that stands out to me, what annoys me, is that the things that were good you know, two years ago have been squandered. The things that were good a year ago have been squandered. So, you know, like for Extreme Rules, yeah, I was excited to see the the demon because I was like, ah, that's cool. But I also knew in the back of my mind, he's not beating Roman Reigns. If you look in the chat transcript, you'll see where I told Sonny, yeah, why am I going to watch? Because it irritated me knowing that the buildup wasn't to do right by the right guy. Because th- think about it, Finn Balor, uh, he's done everything you've put him through. He's he's gone to NXT. He did well there. He came up to Raw. He did well there. He got hurt. Never gets a rematch. Never gets another opportunity. Instead, they shuffle him down. They shuffle him around. They move him to SmackDown. He gets the Intercontinental Title. Again, stays popular. Stays selling merchandise. Goes to NXT, reinvents himself again, very similar to another guy who ultimately left the company, Chris Jericho. Comes back, tells everyone, you know what? Maybe the demon doesn't have to come back because maybe I could just be me. As he knows now that it's a gimmick that if he's not careful, they'll take away. So he takes it away. 
I think that was smart. But he also knows in that back pocket, anytime he needs a major trick and anytime WWE does, they can use it, which is what they did here. But there's no way, if you really look at it, there's no way the Demon is going to beat Roman Reigns right now. Why would you do that? Because he's going to lose to Brock if you do that. Well, yeah, but so... This one... This one could have been one that it it does happen. And it wouldn't have been so hard to believe. You know what I'm saying? Are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I no. thought you were still going. Yeah. Oh, no, no. yeah, yeah. But you got quiet. You got, like, real quiet. I was like, what? what? <laughs> he cut me off. Uh, anyway, so you could have, like, you could have switched the title with this one. And people would have believed it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's the demon. He beats everybody. Right. right. And then, you know, Monday or next Friday gets his rematch. And then Roman yeah. wins because, again, it's Balor. Not... Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, again, it's these types of moments that they don't learn from. Because Balor could be another one that when his contract is up, he's out. Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't I be? I could go back to Japan. I could go to AEW. I could go any number of places. And I will go back to pre-Finn Balor days when he was in Japan and everybody in the world knew who Prince Devitt was. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, he was that over in Japan. And, and he didn't need a gimmick. He just made it happen. Right. Like he was that good before he put the face paint on. Right. A, if you go to Amazon Video right now, if you're an Amazon Prime member, I, I want you to look up. Um, there's a documentary about Fergal Devitt, Prince Devitt, and the Bullet Club. It is awesome viewing because it talks about just how good he was before he even gets to Bullet Club. Then when he gets to Bullet Club, he's already, you know, created the the demon, so to speak by what we would know it then. And and you get to know this guy who is far and above better than you know, 2014. I'd say better than anybody on the roster in WWE. Yeah, and, and what would be the name of this? Let's just give him the name. Bear with me. I'm pulling it up because I don't remember the title. Um, give me a minute while I track that down. Mm-hmm. But again, I, it, there's no doubt in my mind that if his contract is up, or when it's up, New Japan comes calling. Right? Mm-hmm. So he, I mean, uh, uh, right? So I know for some people that may be diehard, right? And there's nothing wrong with being diehard. You just, I think, you know, the bobbleheadedness, don't move your head up and down so fast. Mm-hmm. right? Be a bobblehead if you want, but let's not get crazy with it, Right. What some people don't realize and don't understand, right, is we are an ocean apart from Japan. We are an ocean apart from New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? Now, there's a lot of fans that have heard of New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? But there are many, many people 
who learned about it from the Bullet Club and Prince Devin. Mm-hmm. And it was through him and the start with Gallows and the rest that propelled what is going on today. If there's no Bullet Club, there's no AEW. The uh, documentary is called Smack 'em Up. It was released in 2016, and it is 50 minutes long. You'll have to text me that just so I can watch it tomorrow. But you you understand? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right? If Devitt doesn't form the Bullet Club or help form the Bullet Club, you have no Bullet Club faction for fans around the world to be like, oh, have you heard the Bullet Club? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's watch the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club doesn't grow to incorporate the Bucks and Omega and some of these other guys. They're just indie darlings. Mm -hmm. And they can't fill a 10,000-seat stadium, which means that there's no what? AEW. Correct. And if Balor ever decides, hey, I want to go back to that and decide, screw it, I'm going back to Japan, I'm not wrestling here in the WWE, That'll be one more guy that could have beat Roman, should have beat Roman, that you let walk out the door. And next thing you know, we have to wait for six years for Breaker to get off the NXT roster. Oh, my God. Again, big fan of of Roman. I I don't know that I'll ever not be a fan of Roman, but six years? Well, you know. Jesus, shoot me. They're they're not going to realize what they have. Brian you know, until it's, the trigger. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to realize what they have, you know, because it, 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 to me, Breaker is starting to be your, your, like your NXT breakout guy, not, you know, yeah. Breaker, yeah, you, you, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I see, yeah, Breaker yeah. Her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's a guy that's starting to, I mean, he's like, people are paying attention, right? Mm-hmm. So again, what should happen is, hey, we're going to switch him to a Steiner. And let him. We're gonna we're gonna use that legacy to air advantage, just like he did the Rock, right? Third gen or second generation guy. You know, everybody loves those type of guys. And unless you're gonna rush him up to the roster and really freak the world out by having him beat Roman, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of. I, I don't know who else you would have do it. The thing about uh, Breaker, Breaker Kerr, is uh, you have him. He already sounds so much like his uncle. It's like listening to a young Scotty Steiner. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's awesome. And then you add to that, you know, the the mystique of how he performs because he throws a clothesline just like his father. Yes. Last week on NXT, he is just, him and Champa had a great tag match against uh, Dunn and uh, uh, Rich Holland. And when he hit the Steiner line in the corner, Brian, I don't know if you noticed it, but the crowd is chanting Steiner the whole yes. time. Yes. So it's going to override Braun Breaker because some idiot said, I should put Breaker with two Ks. Yeah. No, stupid. Learn to spell. 
<laughs> I mean, what? So, anyway, the bottom line yeah, is this. That's his, a guy that you could probably – you could hold out hope for that. I, I could see that happening. Yeah. Now, I don't think it will really take six years, but he's going to have God, to – God, I hope not. Yeah. Uh, and next for him is he's going to get the NXT title. Yes. He will beat Tommaso. Tommaso then maybe goes up. Hopefully he won't stays in NXT. Mm-hmm. And, you know, eventually you're going to, you know, Breaker will move up. And he probably is going to move up faster than anybody else on that roster. But, uh, oh, Wade Barrett forced. All right, I'm down with that. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, Come th- back soon, Wade. We want you in the ring. <laughs> Uh, now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, no, I'll get it back here in a second. But, no, I really have lost my train of thought. <laughs> All right, moving on. I mean, Braun Breaker, if he wins the NXT title, I have to I have to agree with you. He'll be one of those guys that takes off like a rocket, kind of like Brock did when he first came right. up. And oh, yeah, a, I, just, I got it. I know yeah. what I'm doing. So, anyway, the, the WWE has to stop playing their fans for fools. Because they should have never named him Bray Cooker. <laughs> and he should have been a Steiner. Especially now that, that the chants are becoming so overwhelming mm-hmm. that they're calling for Steiner. Hey, maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe Big Papa Pump will be coming back. Oh, my maybe God. Maybe he'll be the one to dethrone Roman. Okay, so yeah. I really, really want to see Braun Bray Cooker cut a Steiner math promo. Yeah, but the Steiner math promo, if you go back and listen, is like 100% legit. <laughs> it's not fuzzy math. <laughs> no, it's not fuzzy math. I mean, you have to, like, even though it's, like, I think what gets confusing is it goes over 100%. Carry the one <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it goes to, like, 120 or something, and then, uh, you know, Steiner is 80%, Joe is 40%, and Kurt Angle is 0%. But it's still 120. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just have to you have to listen. I don't think a lot of people listen. They get confused. Like, what? We went over 100? What? <laughs> Got to follow along at home. <laughs> yeah. Write it down. <laughs> yeah. So kudos to Scott Steiner for, you know, cutting that promo and confusing the poop out of everybody. 15 I years see, later, but I I do want to see math. Braun hit the Frankensteiner though. Let's complete the package. Let's have him hit a Frankenstein. Oh, give it time. Give it time. I I think the crowd will force them to change the name. Mm-hmm. Like you'll you'll get one of these promos probably when he wins the title. You know what? Hey, this is stupid. I'm the I'm the champ now. I'm a Steiner. You know that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not a break occur. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll get one of those promos where he'll cast that character aside. I'm a Steiner. You know, maybe maybe we do get the math promo. Um, who knows? But I think once he wins, you'll you'll probably get rid of that if they're smart anyway. I mean, you know that 2.0 has made a positive impact on us because. The one thing I said before we started was, ah, let me put NXT on, I'll mute it, and let's have it on in the background just in case. Because, I mean, uh, I'm not a big fan of repackaging all the time, but 
so far, yeah, there's stuff that could be better, but so far, 2.0 hasn't been hasn't been bad. There's room for improvement. There's definitely going to be room for things to be better here, there, and everywhere. But you know, so far, it's a pretty good TV show. It, it's not too long. You know, I don't feel like, oh God, why are they doing this again? Now, granted, you know, there could be better things. Like, I don't need to see. Um, I definitely don't need to see a zombie ref, even though it does make me laugh every time I see it. <laughs> I guess I'm just stupid like that. I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm. Why is? I don't need this. What I'm seeing right now, Johnny Gargano, uh, in an off-camera, an out-of-the-ring segment where he is, uh, I guess, snooping in <laughs> Index's honeymoon suite. That's just something I don't need to see, like, ever. Really. All right. Uh, you know, I, I think we've given them enough of our time. Um, <laughs> let's, That's right. We're going to cast news. out the demons. Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York is a huge, huge venue. A lot of people didn't think that AEW would not be lasting as long as they have, much less filling arenas, much less selling out 20,000-plus seat arenas. Well, they did just that two days in a row for Dynamite and Rampage Grand Slam edition. Um, Wednesday of last week, we would uh, get a chance to see probably one of the best matches, not just of the year, but quite frankly, of maybe the past five in Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. Now, I missed it on the first airing of it. I was pissed that I missed it. So when I got home and AEW magically had read my mind, I searched it up on YouTube, and boom, AEW had posted it in its entirety on YouTube. Um, I, the only thing that's, that, that concerned me was that they started the night with this, but Brian, you felt pretty strongly that this was the right way to go. Yeah, so, all right, so back in, back in the day, right, back in, you know, a long, long time ago, right, they, you know, the, that was clearly a main event, right, for the ages, mm-hmm. and it should have gone on last, right? Right. But, you know, through the course of time, pay-per-views now have main event Type matches first, mm-hmm. right? So the curtain jerk match, right, is gone, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. So you know they still have some form of it here and there, but except for when Ryback apparently, <laughs> I should have said pre-show stopper. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so to me, a match like that, right? This this is one. In the making, this is one that that you never would have thought you you would have seen. This is a true dream match in every sense of the word, right? Because we haven't Definitely. seen this since ROH, and when they started or when they were in ROH, there's nobody that could have ever fathomed what that main event was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you, in your wildest vision. You never would have imagined that Kenny Omega was going to go down that path. You never would have imagined that Daniel Bryanson or Brian Danielson was going to be down that path. You see what I'm saying? And I, th- I think with what they did with Punk, 
where Punk comes out first. Even though, again, on that, I'm thinking, well, I'd keep them in the seats. Mm-hmm. But AEW, they just, they, I don't, it's weird, it's quirky. They have their, they, they defy convention sometimes. Yeah, they definitely do. I mean, they, they're willing to say, okay, well, you know what? Nobody else would put Ruby and Britt Baker in the main event, but you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to give them the main event of one of our biggest shows ever. And I got to hand it to them. It was, it was a pretty solid matchup. Now, we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth, but it had its, it had its moments. I felt like, and I told you this during um, while I was watching it, this was the Kenny Omega that I wanted to see in AEW for a long time. He was he was the cleaner, but he also was the new version of the cleaner that we really hadn't gotten an opportunity to truly see until this matchup. Like his ability in the ring, it's never been a question. But his his opponents, his dance partners have not been up to that level. We finally get that matchup on American soil where we're like, oh, shit. Like, you knew that when he was laying into Daniel Bryan, to Bryan Danielson, it's going to be a bit before we finally get out of that habit. (laughs) (laughs) But you knew when he was in the ring and laying it in with with Danielson that, hmm, this is different. This isn't the – this isn't Okada Omega, but it could be. It could be if they had 60 minutes, it could be better. Like, it was that good. And the fact that it wasn't for the title, I'm I'm a big proponent of, and, and you remember when they first started signing these, you know, WWE people to their roster, I was like, man, be careful. Don't get too many. Don't get too many. But for this match, I was like, no, maybe this should be for the title. To me, oh, Danielson yes. on that level had earned it. True, however, comma, right? There's two. There's two little things you got to look at, mm-hmm. right? One is there is a ranking system, right? Right. Which right? they do a really good job of sticking with, right? Because you don't get the title shots unless a you've either won, you know, the 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 battle royal. Or you're, like, in the top five. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even ranked, right? So your ranking system is moot if he walks in the door and gets that title shot. That's true. Right? I mean, you, you, your whole argument becomes invalid mm-hmm. if you do that, right? I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of that. I... I would much rather see something like what happened where it's a non-title match. If you beat the champ, then maybe a title's in your future. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you lose, then you're back to you're you're sliding back down the ladder. And even if you just walked in the door, right? Because mm-hmm. think of how many times have we seen that, right? Guy walks in the door, right off the bat, gets a title shot, wins the title. Why? Ah, landscape changes. Right. You know, we've seen it. And I, I I actually like the fact that it was non-title. Because, again, the you know, you talk about Kenny 
shifting gears and being at a higher level in this match. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have seen Omega and Okada. I've seen the, the ones at Wrestle Kingdom. Omega has more gears to go. Just like Daniel Bryan, uh, Bryan Danielson has more gears mm-hmm. to go. And I think this is just one of these, we're going to wet your whistle so that in a year's time, when we do this for the title, based off of this one match, this will become our biggest show ever. You see well, what I'm saying? And that's that's the thing. It, it very well could be until, because it, it, I don't, well, no. I don't know that it topped all out. But well, no, no, we're just it yeah, but may we're just be talking one of their best shows of the year. Yeah, but we're just talking this match right now, right? Right, right. This match, this match is to set up what's to come down the road. Sure. Right? Because again, we have a ranking system. We're going to stick with the ranking system. How do I get him up the ladder? Right? So he he's either got to lose to Kenny the draw, which I thought was absolutely perfect, mm-hmm. or no contest or something, right? But at the end of the day, he's got to climb this ladder. So it's got to be such a climb that it's not going to happen next month. It's not going to happen in February. But when would the May? Is that so, right, May? Yeah, May would be the next one, double or nothing. Okay. So maybe by double or nothing, he's climbed up to a point. Omega and him for the title. Yeah, and, and and this was a smart way of setting this that potential future up. Yes, and oh, by the way, it's going to be an hour time limit. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's two or three falls. There's no outside interference, whatever. And I'm telling you, based off of this, what we got, there are going to be people who in between now and then see this match, and when it happens... They're going to buy the pay-per-views. They're going to go to a friend's house and watch the pay-per-views. And it's going to be one of the biggest matches that we've had recently. Yeah, I mean, with Kenny Omega having him in a non-title match, if he had lost, he'd have lost nothing. You know, he would not not have lost any ground. It wouldn't have made people upset, at least I don't think. Um, and I think that Brian Danielson would have been positioned towards, all right, well, he, he just beat the champ, and now you could have that conversation. But because I still feel like they're trying to get to Adam Page first, I feel like this was smart because it protected both guys. It, it, made them, it let them both be everything that they are, which is just phenomenal. And when you get to the ending, you want more. And, yeah, you got the fans booing because they wanted a winner, and that's okay. Because as soon as the elite hit the ring and started laying into Danielson, you get the reaction of the crowd. Now they're really booing. Now the heat level is getting even hotter. And then you send the send the heroes down to, to fend off the bad guys. And it's, okay, it's not over. And now everybody's back to normal. So right. at the end of the day, you really you, you win with that. Right. And so I would not also be shocked. Right, and this wasn't designed this way for 
Danielson, right? Mm -hmm. So I watched Elevation today, right? So I watched it. At the end of Elevation, there are a bunch of interviews, or or not really interviews, but promos, right? Mm -hmm. And he tells you in this promo that, you know, it's the same thing, right, that I've said about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Well, he uses wrestling. We use sports entertainment, right? And now AEW has brought back pro wrestling. Right, right. And that's what he alludes to. Like, I have been, he doesn't use sports entertainment. He just says, I think he just says wrestling, mm-hmm. right? And he says, it's been a long time since I have been been involved in a pro wrestling match mm-hmm. so there's there's part of me that maybe says well they designed this match to show everybody this is Dan- uh, brian danielson this right. is you know uh you know this is the guy this is this guy is legit and although he's not walking away with the title Mm-hmm. Everybody who has never seen this, right? Because you really haven't seen it since ROH. I mean, he he even says it in this interview. They they tampered him down up north. Mm-hmm. I mean, they put the screws and ratcheted him on down, right? So there's a boatload of people that have never seen this side of him. And what better way to showcase it than with Kenny Omega? With the, the, the simple fact, go out there, bust your ass, show everybody what you can do, show everybody what you're one of the best in the world, mm-hmm. and let's just forget about the championship aspect. Let's just go put on, you know, this beautiful exhibition, you know, whatever, whatever yeah, you want to call yeah. it. Just a 30-minute Broadway, man, that just tells yeah, a great story of, yeah. you know, he's not backing down, that he is more than what Kenny expected, and with Kenny commenting the Inca Vino rematch kind of thing, playing off of the, the Rocky vibe, um, that played off well, too, because it just shows that now he's got more insecurities. Here's another person that can expose different weaknesses, quote-unquote. And it it pushes his character progression in a way that, I mean, let's be honest, nobody else is going to do that. Not not in that same way. Not right now. Not for Kenny Omega. Well, yeah, but to me, that's that's the great thing about Omega, right? This mm-hmm. is why I, I love this guy, right? As far as a singles wrestler, right? I, to me, there's no better, right? Mm-hmm. In my opinion. For the viewer, listener at home, this is my opinion, my opinion only, right? And you know, right, I've been, like, touting this guy for years, right? Right, right. I bought New Japan World for this guy, right? But to me, what makes him great, much like Ric Flair, Ric Flair can play up when he's versus Steamboat, and he can wrestle down. When he's wrestling somebody like, say, um, you know, a Mulkey, mm-hmm. right? He can elevate the Mulkey to new heights. To me, Omega is that type of guy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
he could go out there and wrestle Marco Stunt, and he could probably put on, the two of them could probably put on as close to like a four to a five star match as, as Marco could muster, right? Because of the size difference and everything. Mm-hmm. But then when it's somebody you know the caliber uh, Bryanson, look at what you get. I I have this ability to wrestle up because I do think uh, uh, Brian Danielson is one of the probably top five in the world. Oh, easily, easily. Yeah. yeah. And so he can wrestle up. And again, if he needs to wrestle down, he can wrestle down and elevate them up. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I think you finally get to, you finally saw that in Omega. Well, and that was, that's because it's, Christian is probably the guy that gave us the closest look at who Kenny Omega really is. And by that, I mean Christian's match with Omega, both in the the loss and the win, you know, it showed us Kenny Omega's different sides. And then it was ratcheted up a whole lot when he gets in the ring with Danielson. So what we're seeing here is just a, a... an evolution on television of what this character is really about and what this performer is really capable of. And that's, I mean, is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is, but good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. 30 minutes of just nonstop, and these guys did not take a break. There was not a rest hold, so to speak. The submissions were fluid. The impact was hard-hitting. Um, if you're not sure just how hard-hitting it was, take a look at Brian Danielson's chest, for crying out loud. Um, and his head. Oh, my God. Did, look like hammer. Did you see his head? Yeah, yeah. it's gross. Just, I mean, th- but this is what a fight would look like. This is what it looks like that, you know, this is what I envision when you talk about guys that used to fight at the fairgrounds. You know, back in the day, these are the fights that you would witness. And it wasn't always because they were throwing fists, but it was because they were grinding him into the corner, pushing him onto the ropes, grinding him onto the mat. You know, this is actual wrestling. And it mm-hmm. it came off so well on television that I was thrilled, thrilled with it. And, and it, again, this is absolutely crazy to me that this would be your opening contest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said it in the chat. I don't remember an opening segment to rival this. For I mean, I, open? I think, yes, oh. for an open. And I'm not talking just a match. I'm talking any segment, right? I think, did, did, did Hogan do the pushover to Nash? Wasn't that an opener? Nope, that was main event. No? All right. So that was one I thought. I wasn't sure where it was played out. But again, I mean, go back and think. When have you ever had an opener like this? I really don't know. I can't think of one. That's the that's the craziest part of it. I really can't. 
and I'm sure it's happened. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that oh, it's yeah, the greatest yeah, I mean, one ever, but to give you that pure, it, it was it was a thing of beauty. <laughs> it really was. It really yes. was, and and you could tell that these guys have uh, tremendous chemistry, even though they've only been in the ring maybe a handful of times before this point. You know, so well you can was, you can find yeah you can find the ROH stuff. It's not hard to find that. I've watched a few of those because mm-hmm. they were they wrestled in ROH uh, before that. You know, they went their different ways. So we go from a thirty-minute time limit draw that, regardless of what your opinion of people were talking about it all over the world, to a solid promo by CM Punk reminding everybody just how damn good he is on the microphone. Um, Stephen Amell was ringside during this, by the way, which was pretty cool. If you haven't checked out Heels, by the way, you're missing out. You need to get into this show. It's damn good. Anyhow, CM Punk promises he's going to put Powerhouse Hobbs to sleep. And we go to the next matchup, which is MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. Um, You know, I came into this match not really expecting a whole lot. Not because either guy sucks or anything, but I just wasn't really sure what direction they were going to go. I really, really liked how this match ended. And I feel like MJF really came off looking even better. For using or for for competing in this match. Oh yeah! Again, I think this is just one of these. Um, we're going to take this opportunity to 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 highlight Pillman a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But we're going to use MJF in this case because again, we like guys that can play up and play down, right? And there's no doubt MJF. You know, I don't know. I don't think he's got the gears of Omega. I could be wrong, but MJF, you know, again is is one of your best heels. The lead into this was good with, you know, uh, what happened a few weeks ago with the Pillman family and you know all that happy horse crap. Mm-hmm. So why not? Let's have a little payoff match, right? You know, we can have a payoff match as long as it makes sense from point A to Z. We don't need long, convoluted stories. But Pillman, I think, is one of these guys that's busted his ass for your company, starting to make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Him and the blonde, you know, Hollywood uh, varsity blondes are making a name for themselves. So let's give them, let's give them the rub. Let's put them on one of their biggest shows. Let's put them against one of their biggest heels. And let's see how he does. Because, again, this guy, two to three years down the road, could be a huge star and could be competing against MJF for a title. So let's let's see let's see how he reacts under the lights of 20,000 people. Yeah, Pillman is one or two good promos away from moving up to that next level. I mean, yeah. he's he's just a microphone away from it. And this was a great opportunity, to, just like you said, to showcase him in the ring. Um, he performed really, really well. I felt like MJF made sure to spotlight his strengths of how athletic he is um, and made sure to, to really – I talked about it last night in our chat, and it drives me nuts when I see somebody 
you know, get a, nailed with a DDT, and then two seconds later they pop up because they're trying to do it for a body slam. But in this matchup, what we saw was MJF selling, moving, keeping Pillman looking strong until he absolutely had to take it back over. And you really felt like, wow, we could really see Pillman beat him. Wow, we could really see this happen. And then MJF, in control, comes away with a submission victory, which I think was solid. I mean, that's that's what you do. That is how you tell that story. It doesn't need to be specifically anything else. Just one, one fluid match. That's all you need. It just has to make sense. Yes, yes. So we go from MJF, again, standout performance, to a backstage segment, Marvez talking to Jericho and Hager to prep for Rampage in two nights. I'm at this point thinking about this tag match, and I'm like, there's no way that Sky and Page are coming away with a win. I'm, I'm fully expecting the inner circle to win from this. We go from that segment to Malachi Black against Cody Rhodes. Hmm. All right, first off, this match was actually really good. Pretty good. Um, I don't have any problem with with Malachi Black winning. I don't have a problem with him cheating. I do think that the mist is kind of lame, but that's only because I think a lot of people have done it recently. Um, that being said, it is a new twist to you know Malachi Black that if he continues to do it, even though I just complained about it, if he continues to do it, it could become a bigger part of who he is. And what we got exposed to was that the crowd really didn't want Cody to win here. They really didn't like Cody during <laughs> this matchup. Which, I get it, because Cody is, he's like the, uh, the, the hidden guy in charge. So nobody likes the guy in charge. So he's going to ultimately be the one that gets booed. Plus, most times when Cody comes back, what does he do? He usually wins. Right. right. So everybody was kind of expecting Black to lose. And instead, hey, what do you know? Malachi Black comes away with the wick, with the win, with the victory. Uh, I was in favor. I liked it. Yeah. Well, again, I, I think Cody is probably going to suffer from, you know, what everybody says about him, mm -hmm. right? As far as, you know, he keeps talent down. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And it, to me, it's farther from the truth. Right. Right. I mean, he could very easily have written himself into the world title picture. And right? I don't think a lot of people would have questioned it. Right. But what's he do? I will never wrestle for that title if I lose. Mm -hmm. Boom, he lost. Bam. Now, don't get me wrong. Do I think somewhere down the line it's going to happen? Maybe we'll get Yellow Dog. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know. Somewhere down the line, I'm sure he's going to get a title shot. I'm sure he's going to walk away with it. <clears throat> you know? But they keep talking about how he buries new talent. I don't understand the talk. And for some reason, he's just now turned into the guy that people dislike. <laughs> he, it's... You know, no fault of his own. He's just that guy, right? He's kind of like John Cena. Yeah, I was right? just about to say that. He's the Cena now. It's, <laughs> it's the cool thing to do is to boo Cody now. <laughs> to boo Cody, right. And it'll right. only get worse as we, as we move forward. Right. Um, I do think it was a good match. 
Um, I, I was I got a little confused with the Arn thing, right? I'm sure he. I guess he slipped off. You know, because you don't really see him slip off, so you don't know if it's like an accident slip mm-hmm. or if it's an you know a work slip. Um, well, that was the thing. I think they were going for kind of a distraction loss for Cody, and I think because Arn fell before you know the spot happened, they had to change it. Right. But then again, but, maybe not because they went to the mist, which. That's something yeah, they had to I, plan, so maybe it was always the plan to do this. Yeah, I, I think the miss was always the plan, but to me, it, that part of the match got confusing mm-hmm, because if you notice, when he slips, the match kind of stops. Yeah, and Cody tries out. to go check on him, yeah. yeah. Right, and then Arn pushes him like he's pissed at him. Right, legitimately. Not like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm telling the story. No, he, he looked like he was pissed legitimately. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Cody, I, I mean, unless I missed something, I don't think Cody had anything to do with that. Right. So, I'm, I'm, you know, that kind of, I kind of got lost for a minute or two. Like, what, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Was it an accident and he's just mad because it happened on TV? Mm-hmm. You know, or is this part of some plot that's going to play out, you know, down the road? Well, it's so, interesting because the way they're building Cody right now with, um, <clears throat> what is it, Roads to the Top, mm-hmm. it, it almost paints him like he's an asshole. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that's what they're trying to capitalize on. So maybe we get the horseman that we've been, you know, said we were going to get for about a year. Please, God. <laughs> if there's a company right now that could do the four horsemen correctly, modern, yeah, it's it's AEW. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I say that completely knowing that I bought a hundred percent into the Pinnacle. I was all in for that. I loved it, and we really don't get a whole lot outside of FTR and Spears. Well, yeah, but so uh, to me, the Pinnacle only works if MJF is world champ. And it, there's to me, there's no place for Wardlow. Mm-hmm right in that group because now you it's it's a technically six man group and to me that's a little big i don't like overly you know uh, uh i don't like groups that are have that many people in it mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of like the nwo if you keep stacking people in it yeah yeah you know and and that was the downfall of the nwo when you're, you're you grew from 15 to 20 people who, who the hell is going to be 20 people in a night if they all come rushing the ring, right? Sting could do it. Sting could be a... <laughs> but I, I, I'd much rather see MJF on his own with Wardlow and then be cohesive and then Spears and um, FTR and a fourth go off on their own with Tully or, you know, as the manager. Hey, listen, why not have Cody take that free? Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And originally, remember last year, Cody was supposed to be the guy mm-hmm. that was going to uh, be the fourth. So maybe we'll get lucky and it'll happen somewhere, you know, soon. But I did, again, I do think Black and Cody was was a good match. 
I'm a little shocked at the the ending too, as far as Black getting the win. But I'm glad to see it happen. Well, and that's just it. Like I, I, as big of a fan as I am of Cody, and I, I do like him. I like what he does. But I was afraid of of what everybody else was afraid of that he was going to beat Malachi Black. And Black has all this momentum coming into this match. I mean, he's literally just beating the brakes off of everybody. Um, so if he comes out as the loser on this, it just wouldn't have worked. But instead, they, they give us some good stuff. And we get a we get a bit of a buildup towards uh, Miro and Sammy Guevara for the following week. Um, Brian, that might be... we Sammy Guevara could be the guy that beats Miro. I think you're right. And I think I am have already started the process of preparing myself <laughs> for this. I feel like it's a little soon. I would like to see this done on pay-per-view, but I feel like Sammy is the right guy. If there's a small guy that should do it, Sammy should be that guy. I think everything he's been through from positive to negative over the past year and a half, if there's one thing we've been shown is that Sammy Guevara is reliable and he's responsible and he's mature enough to handle the burden of being champ and carrying a brand. And I think he could do it. Uh, I, so I, I agree. I think he could do it. However, you know, Miro only really lays down for two people, right? God <laughs> and his, and his wife. wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, hopefully, hopefully though, this will, this will bring CJ into the fold. I, I, I think she's, she's up. So she could be brought in, you know, maybe she interferes and costs, you know, you know, about the time Miro's about to be pinned, mm-hmm. here comes CJ, and you know the world is right again. Um, I really don't want to see. I don't want to see Miro lose. But I think I think again, you know, get, getting back to like the Roman thing, right? You, you have to pull one of these off every once in a while to right. to make people know that he can be beat every once in a while. Yeah. And I think he could lose it for, you know, a few weeks, get it back at the pay-per-view, um, which would probably be about right if he lost it tomorrow. Sets up the pay-per-view, what, in November? So. I mean, it's, it's uh, hmm. it would be okay with me if that happened. They trade the title back and forth. You know, Sammy wins it this week. And then Miro wins it back at the pay-per-view or something like that. Um, Because to me, you've got so much momentum riding on Miro. And even if you don't bring CJ into the mix, which I think you're right. I think that's ultimately what we will see. Um, But even if you don't, you've still got to be protective over what you do with Miro. Because if you have him lose too often... Now you're going the opposite direction of what you want. So one well, yeah, time but, uh, and then having him really yeah. take it out on Sammy makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he doesn't have to go on a losing streak. Right, right. But I think now, to me, might be the right mix for him to drop it mm-hmm. only to get it back, you know, in a month or so. Yeah. Which is fine, you know, because, again, I have no problem with Sammy. I don't, you know, Sammy's a guy that I think deserves a title run. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, this is what the TNT title uh, would be a good fit for him. I think now would be the right time. They've told a good story. Um, 
And again, let let's see what Miro looks like in the chase. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's that's a great great observation. I mean, let's see what Miro looks like when he has his back to the wall and he has to chase him down and get his belt back. That that's an intriguing story. I'm all about that. Yeah, so, and I do think he's going to squash the shit out of Sammy in November if that's the way it plays out. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's no doubt in my mind that if he truly does lose that the comeuppance that he gets is going to be pretty huge. <clears throat> like, putting him through a car, huge. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. Good job. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting taking on FTR. Um, you know, hey, anytime we get to see Sting wrestle is awesome, in my opinion. This, yet another reason to believe that WWE just completely screwed the pooch. You had a guy like Sting in your in your grasp. And uh, you couldn't capitalize, and, and it wouldn't have hurt Seth Rollins one bit to have Seth lose at the time that he had the title match. Or, hey, I don't know, have Triple H lose at WrestleMania, but what do I know? Uh, we got an opportunity here to see Sting wrestle in, in what we've talked about many times, a protected environment, even though he didn't need to be protected. Uh, and also showing that a guy who's 62 years old is still capable of putting on matches almost as good as he was in his 30s. That's crazy mm. to me. That's this is insane to me. Mm-hmm. Although I don't need to see it every week, though. No, no, you don't. It, it should be yeah. saved for special occasions. I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, another match that, you know, I think if you watch it, you're pleasantly surprised off of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because again, you know, we didn't. The only uh, real time we've seen Sting is what the cinema match, right? The cinematic with uh, him and Darby against uh, Team Taz, right? So that's really the only time you've gotten a really good look. But this one was against you know top tier talent, and I think he delivered. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it's the greatest match, but I no. thought it was a good match. Especially for 62 and, you know, all his health issues he's had, Mm -hmm. you know, the last few years of his career. Talk about a guy that's able to dive off the top rope, off the top rope to the outside. Tightrope. Which? Um, I mean, able to get into a brawl and stay fast paced with uh, FTR Mm -hmm. and even ultimately able to. And we all we all know what the Scorpion Deathlock looks like. And I mean, we're not going to make fun of the guy, but even he would have come away with the victory for the Scorpion Deathlock after hitting the Stinger Splash. Um, you know, this is the kind of uh, nostalgia retro thing we need every now and again. We need to see that the legends have have that because sooner or later, Sting's not going to be able to do this anymore. We don't know oh, how many more matches yeah. we get to see Sting, and I'm just so grateful that we finally got just a solid run for him to, to finish up his career with, because if there's a guy that deserves to go out the way he wants to go out, it's Sting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do hope, though, that we do get the Sting versus Blanchard match that <laughs> has been hinted at, you know. So, because yeah. I think Tully could probably still go, too. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, like, because Tully was in that six-man tag, and performed pretty well. So, yeah, we <laughs> there's no telling. There's no telling what what length this will go to, but I, I definitely look forward to it. 
Uh, which brings us to the main event of the evening. Ruby Soho challenging Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, for the AEW Women's Championship. What a big moment for Soho to debut on national television for AEW, as well as uh, a big pressure moment for Britt Baker. Look, so I'm going to have to play uh, devil's advocate here, right? So I know what I said last week. I'm pretty sure I said that Soho is probably going to win, yada, yada. But again, to me, this is another crowning moment for Britt, right? Mm -hmm. Not to take anything away from Ruby, right? But Ruby's accomplished, right? We've seen this out of her. We know what she brings to the table. We're still learning Brit. We're still watching in amazement as she's becoming one of the best female wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. Especially from where she started in that 10,000 seat stadium. When we were all like, oh my God, you got to get rid of her. She's terrible. She's mm-hmm. horrible. You know, she's garbage, whatever was said. To now, she has the ability to wrestle somebody like Ruby Soho. Tell a great story. Walk away with the win. And do it in a fashion that it's almost a one-on-one contest. There is very little outside interference even though she has her two buds with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I liked about this match was that the interference was very minimal. Yeah, they were there, and they had a presence. They, I guess they distracted her from time to time. But realistically, this gave Ruby a great opportunity to, to shine and at the mm-hmm. same time um, challenge Britt Baker in a different way because Britt has taken on a lot of people that are used to kind of the Joshi or the japan style and now she's had to take it up a notch and and wrestle at a different speed at a different level Mm -hmm. um which is beneficial to both parties i felt like ruby looked great i didn't understand how confused the ending got not because it was overbooked because it really wasn't it just seemed like it was jumbled but the the bottom line here is with Britt winning and coming out on top there's nothing wrong with that and i feel like soho comes away still looking strong in a way that Maybe this isn't over. No, I don't, I don't think it's over. I think it's going to, again, carry into tonight mm-hmm. or tomorrow night. Um, I, 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 You know, there's still a part of me that says Ruby is probably going to be the one to dethrone her mm-hmm. probably in the November, right? Right. Because there's, right. there's no doubt Britta's had a, a, a meteoric rise, right? She's been a great champion. She's been a deserving champion. But, again, Ruby, I think, deserves it to probably more than any other besides maybe Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just do, right? So she, Ruby's on a, on a different playing field. Thunder Rosa is on a different playing field. And Britt is, is, I mean, like literally climbing and clawing and kicking her way to become on that type of playing field. 
but again, to me, it's another time that I think it's almost right for her to drop that title, mm-hmm. for her to take a step back. You know, I, you know, again, there's no doubt she has helped elevate that thing. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, Sheeta held the title for almost 400 days and carried right. that title through the pandemic era, which, right. you know, that's not an enviable task. But for Britt right. Baker to take that ball and to run with it the way that she has is phenomenal. And she, you're absolutely right. She continues to improve um, each each opponent that she gets. Right. And, and to me, the other reason, like, for for Ruby, that I would love to see her get this title. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, I, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not a fan of her coming in night one and winning this thing. Right. Let, let's we have the catalyst for a great story. Let's let this thing play out a little bit. But I do think Ruby deserves this title. Mm-hmm. Right. I, you know, again, you know where she was, she wasn't utilized properly. She was, you know, she, I mean, it's like at one time she was at the top of the card and then they just, every chance she got, they knocked her down to the bottom of the card. Well, plus she's had injury struggles that are just ridiculous. I mean, both shoulders. Yeah, but, um, but when she was there though, she wasn't given the due, mm-hmm. right? She wasn't given the opportunity. Well, let's give her the opportunity. Let's see if she is everything that we think she can be mm-hmm. and if she is great that's what you need because now you have a second female like that or a third female maybe a fourth female if you uh, throw Sheeta in there and that just benefits your company well and, they, and Tony Khan's gone on record a few times about giving the women more time giving them more opportunity because one of the criticism the criticisms that has been mentioned has been the utilization of the women on on tv and yeah they get their moments on dark and elevation but at this point with rampage and with dynamite up until really Britt won the title it was kind of sparse now we're seeing a lot more focus to it now we've got ty conti anna jay Thunder Rosa, Ruby Soho, on top of already having Sheeta, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Red Velvet when she's working well, Layla Hirsch. I mean, just a lot of different talents. So now you've got a lot more to choose from, and I feel like they've got a just finding their rhythm. I mean, it's it's no different than any other brand new division. You're finding a rhythm, you're getting into a habit and a routine, and I feel like they're finally getting that. And uh, listen. If you ever mention the women's division again, and you don't mention Jade Cargill, I'm gonna smack you. I'm gonna smack the bitch, bitch right out of you. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm gonna smack the bitch right out of you. She says that. It's like, damn. <laughs> all right. She's like, I'm that bitch. I'm like, oh. Well, hello, Jade. Yeah, yeah my, I like Jade. My favorite like stuff Jade. still comes from when she was on the mic running Cody down, and Brandy Rhodes comes out. Who the hell yeah. told you it was open mic night, bitch? I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, Brandy can go. <laughs> as we speak, uh, Frankie Monet, better known as Ty Valkyrie, taking on Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Title. These two ladies are beating the hell out of each other, and uh, can... Gonzalez has a wardrobe malfunction going. What? <laughs> yeah, I think, so I think 
Monet's going to win. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, although, this might be it. Nice little cradle power bomb, and she does. Wow, okay. Yeah, protect that, because you don't want that. Get <laughs> There's kids in the front row going, what's that? <laughs> uh, so, actually, Gonzalez comes away with the title win. Good job. Oh, wow. Nice. Listen, I'm, I'm now a fan of uh, hers off of the videos of her and Braun Strowman. I think they're hilarious. She is hilarious in those videos. Yeah. <laughs> She yeah. does those cheap pickup lines, and he's like, oh, my God, stop it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's some funny stuff. Uh, anyway, getting back to uh, AEW. Yeah, I, I do think I do think Ruby deserves it. I think mm -hmm. now's the time to do it. I think if you if you wait too long, you know, then that's going to – the crowd's going to start uh, looking elsewhere. And I, I still think Ruby's going to be the one to bring in uh, – uh, what, what are they called now? Uh, you know, the formerly known as Peyton and Billy Kay. Oh, the inspiration. Yeah. I think – because, again, it's, it's three on one. Eventually, you're going to need your own help. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're coming up on their end of their non-compete. They might actually be at that point. So yeah, I think they passed it. You know who the, else is uh, about a week ago going to be done with their non-compete here in a few days? <laughs> Wyndham Rotunda, better known as Bray Wyatt. Uh, I thought he was already up too. No, originally it was uh, in October, so I think it would, they just had it a month off, so end of September. Well, yeah, but see, I heard I heard rumors that it was adjusted back. So his his was up prior to what people were thinking. Like part of the agreement for him leaving somewhere is that he doesn't have the full ninety days. That is less. A lot of people are, are claiming that they're gonna see him go to AEW and while I wouldn't mind seeing that, I truly feel his best landing spot is impact. Cause I think uh, I think there might have been a rumor about this week or next week. Mm -hmm. There's a strong rumor so. about this week in Rochester that he debuts. Oh, yeah. wow. So not only does, does Raquel Gonzalez have a wardrobe malfunction. Oh, good Lord. But uh, Priscilla Kelly and her partner, I'm sorry, I don't know their, their ring names yet, um, were holding Raquel with her arms splayed out, mm -hmm. like one arm to the other. So all the world can see the, the, the shirt has been torn. And then Mandy Rose delivers a, a running knee strike that just splatters her onto the mat. That was a pretty solid way to end NXT tonight. Not too shabby. Toxic Attraction is the name of the group, by the way. Um, pretty cool. All right, so I'll close that out. Grand Slam Rampage is where we head to next. Now, this card was... I mean, to be honest... It's almost as big of a card as Dynamite was. Um, we start off with CM Punk and Powerhouse Hobbs. And Brian, uh, I wasn't sure what to expect out of this match just because, you know, Powerhouse Hobbs reminds me an awful lot in his appearance, not in how he performs, of Ryback. Um, but at the same time, he's so much faster. He's much more agile. Really, got to build him up, right? Punk having this only be his second match in a seven-year absence, I had no idea what to expect. 
I thought it was a pretty good matchup before before the world there, and I think that we got an opportunity to see that that CM Punk still sells probably better than half of the people in the business. And uh, I thought the victory that he got was good. I think this did well for Hobbs as well. I think Hobbs had a great matchup. Uh, well, you know, I've been high on Hobbs since uh, that first time I saw him. Since his days on Dark. Yeah. I mean, his very first one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, look, y'all need to check this dude out. And, I mean, I really didn't expect him to win. But I am glad for Hobbs that he put on a good showing. And I think if we do this in a year's time, uh, it'll be a completely different match. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I, hopefully we'll get a little bit more of this. Hopefully we'll get them a few more times, maybe in a tag match, you know, whatever. I'm sure this is ultimately leading up to Ricky Starks. Um, but I would like to see more of Punk and uh, Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like with with Punk, his focus is on helping whichever young guys want to want to get improved. You know what I mean? And with this matchup with Hobbs, that's really where it shined. And, and you can tell because you can you can tell he's working with Hobbs to go, not necessarily go through the paces, but just to take that next step. So yeah, I agree. I think it's it's probably headed towards Starks, but we also will most likely be getting Hook in his in-ring debut against CM Punk. It's got to be my guess. Mm. Well, I mean, why not, right? So mm-hmm. what did Punk tell us, right? He's there to help elevate the guys, you know? Mm-hmm. God, what a what – a... wow, could you imagine that? Like your first televised match? Because I don't think he's had one yet, has he? No. He's had no, lots you're... of practice matches, according to uh, Fightful.com, but no no actual matches. Could be CM Punk. What a way to break could in. You, could you imagine? Holy poop. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, if you stink up the joint with CM Punk, you're really... You're doomed. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I would, I would venture to say that if... <clears throat> if if the matches book, he's further along than we think. Oh yeah, CM Punk would be able to help him and carry him through the match. Um, you know, hopefully they wouldn't like make him like overpowered or even give him too much. Right. You know, hopefully right. Punk would just go in there and you know, squash him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the ring, collar and elbow, yeah. go to sleep. It's done. Yeah, go to sleep. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> But wow, good for him. I mean, you figure what this would be another generational wrestler on their roster. Mm-hmm. Um, God, but again, oh my, I could not imagine. Hey, Hook, uh, got a match tonight, kid. We think you're ready. Oh, great. Who's your opponent? Or who's my opponent? Uh, punk. Oh, crap. I'd be, I'd be ridiculous <laughs> nervous. I can imagine I can imagine being told, hey, guys, you get a chance to call a match. It's going to be CM Punk and so-and-so and just being nervous as hell, not wanting to botch a single statement. I wonder how nervous, like, and maybe they don't because they're just, you know, so seasoned, but how nervous do you think Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur get when they're getting ready to call some of these major matches? Mm, I, don't, I, I think the – I mean, they probably 
maybe get a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think they're all, uh, you know, such professionals that, yeah. you know, the, the, the way they prepare for the matches, the way they, you know, study the script they're given, you know, whatever the, mm-hmm. the uh, highlight points or whatever they're called, the bullet points or whatever that they have to hit. Um, but again, I, you know, they've been doing it for so long. I just don't think, I don't think it bothers them. We go to the super click, the young bucks and Adam Cole, who has the hottest theme in professional wrestling today. Granted, the undisputed era's theme was pretty awesome. There's no doubt. It was, it was solid, but Adam Cole's theme now is the number one most downloaded song on iTunes as of last Friday. Wow. That is huge. Big shout out to Richmond's own Mikey Ruckus, who's responsible for that for that theme. Um, and also big thank you to him for retweeting my statement that it was the hottest theme in the uh, in the country, uh, which, again, made my Twitter go viral. And I want to thank him for that. It legit went viral. It got 200 likes in the span of 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Nice. Cool. <laughs> I was like, why is my phone buzzing? Again and again and again. <laughs> Holy crap. Like, those are those are happy accidents. I love those because all I did was just was trying to compliment the guy. You know, like, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't go into that with, like, a hashtag put me over kind of thing. But, you know, he retweets it, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, wow, that's cool. AEW, whoever runs their social media, liked it. So, I mean, that was neat. You know, nice little, eh, nice little happy mark moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, they go against uh, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. This was actually a pretty fun matchup. I really enjoy the interaction between Cole and the Bucks. Uh, the, of course, highlight, which has been made into videos and GIFs and everything else, memes, where the Bucks start running the ropes back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, when the hell are these guys going to do? And they kiss Adam Cole on both sides of his face while he's got Jungle Boy and the Camel Clutch. And then they follow it up with that double dropkick to the face, which, for as funny as the moment beforehand was, it was brutal watching that kick. I mean, this was this was solid action. All the more reason to buy in that there may be a trios title on the way. Oh, I, yeah, I, I I think it's coming. Um, they allude to it or have alluded to it on uh, Twitter. Uh, AEW has alluded to it. Tony mm-hmm. Khan's alluded to it. The Bucks have are, are apparently now demanding it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um. I think they 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 have the right mix of trios teams mm-hmm. for it to happen. Um, I can remember you know six man tags from the eighties in the NWA. They were some of them were very good affairs. Um, so why not let's let's do it? But you know because what I don't want to see is the Bucks get the tag team titles back right now. Right. But let's give them, you know, something because I, you know, God, I mean, I could watch Jurassic Express and Christian Cage versus the Bucks and Adam Cole probably, you know, every other week. Mm-hmm. You know, I can watch any number of the Dark Order and whoever the six man champs are. 
Um, I can watch the pinnacle or, you know, whatever's left of it with FTR and Sean Spears, you know, um, and then we forget, uh, Jericho's group. And I mean, there's all types of these little six man 2.0 and, uh, uh, oh, and show. Daniel Murphy, yeah, yeah, Tia, sorry, yeah, know, one or the other. Either way, yes, I get it. <laughs> and again, and again, that would be a great a great trios to hold that title. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm down for it. Let's go. Let's let's get them. Hold a big tournament. Hold like a two two night affair. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be really cool. If they especially if they did it like in an old school way where they have to literally do it in one night or two nights instead of multiple weeks. Uh, so men of the year versus the inner circle, Jericho and uh, Hager against Scorpio sky and Ethan page. Now you said earlier to call them, call them by their name. Call them by their name. What, what's their name? You know what their name is. Um, well, that's if it's what I was alluding to. Your favorite tag team? Oh, they're becoming my favorite tag. Oh team. Oh my god, that makes my stomach hurt. Tell me why these guys are your favorite tag team? No, I said becoming. They're they're working on it. So not only are they great in the ring, mm-hmm. but they cut some mean ass promos. And <laughs> no, no. no. I'm talking like you need to watch Elevation and okay. go all the way to the end after the show when they're when they're showing a bunch of promos and watch the one with uh, Paige and Sky. And you can, after watching it, you can then come back and tell me why those two guys together don't make up one of the best tag teams AEW's got. In ring, they've got it. On the mic, they've got it. I think you're still letting <laughs> Paige live in your head rent-free. <laughs> uh, I love watching his uh, his uh, toy hunt videos. Uh-huh. Legit seeing just the excitement he has when he goes to a different store and he sees different figures is cool. And the fact that he involves so many different wrestlers with it, people that uh-huh. I had no idea we were even into collecting, is even better. So, I'll say this. He's slowly but surely winning me back over. He's pulling me back over from the dark side. Look, just, I'm telling you, do yourself a favor, right? When we're done, while we're, while we're on air, I don't care. Go, get, go watch yesterday's Elevation. Go all the way past all the matches, which they had some good matches. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch them if you want. But just go find that backstage segment with Paige and Scorpio Sky. And you tell me if that's not one of the best promos that you've seen in a long time. You can't deny what they do in the ring. And they're Hold just... They're, Santana what? Garrett on Dark Elevation. Look at that. Yes. That's the way to start a show right there. Now you're <laughs> speaking my language. But yes, go go find that promo. Watch the promo. Watch it with an open mind, and tell me that's not one of the best promos you've seen 
and then tell me that their in-ring ability is not as good, if not better, than anybody, any other tag team on the roster. You can't. Can't do it. And I can't wait till they beat the Lucha Brothers. Oh my God! So you think they're going to be the ones to beat the Lucha? I Brothers? think I think they're going to be the ones to dethrone them. Holy cow! That's a pretty big prediction, there, buddy. I don't care, bro. They, I <laughs> this this little thing with uh, Jericho and Hager is going to propel them right to them tag team titles. Hmm. Because I mean, think about it. After they get done with Jericho and Hager, and you know, whoever else gets drug into this, where else are you going to go? You know what's his name is going to say, hey, we want a title shot. And they're going to get a title shot. And they're going to get their titles. And Scorpio will become a two-time tag team champion. I don't have a problem with that necessarily. I mean, I, I feel like both guys have a lot of ability and talent. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't disregard it. Only a fool would look past it. Look, man, you just got to evict them. Evict them out of your brain. Don't let them live rent-free in there. Well, I can't let them do that because then they'll just, you know, vanity search up on Twitter and, and tell me that I'm blocked. That's what they do. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Um, no, but this this match was actually not that bad. Um, it was actually quite good. And it really showed Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page in a real positive light. The story really isn't the match or the fact that Men of the Year won. The story is what happens after. As Dan Lambert and America's top team basically surround the ring and beat the dog snot out of Jake Hager and, and Chris Jericho, complete with Jorge Mastaval, um smashing him with a knee to the face. Um, you know, Paige Van Zant hitting body shots on him. And I mean, some of those are making really, really loud impact noise. Um, you, you might be right. We might have something here, but it may actually be a little bit bigger than even, even you realize because all of these people came off looking like stars, unfortunately, including Dan Lambert. He's just annoying. Right in half of what he says. He's just annoying. He kind of reminds You remember how Jim Cornette back in the day would come out and just, he would tell the truth and he'd be like, yeah, he's right, but I can't stand that guy. Like, that's how I feel when I watch him. I'm like, God, I just want to reach through my TV and smack him. But then he's got the UFC heavyweight champion next to him and I'm not going to touch him because I'm not getting killed. That's funny. <laughs> um, then we get to the main event, which what a great, Eight-man tag. What a great uh, matchup here. No, I'm sorry. That was not the main event, but what a great eight-man tag this was. Private Party, The Butcher of the Blade versus the Lucha Brothers and Santana and Ortiz. I mean, damn. This was fast-paced. It was actually kind of hard to keep up with. But the end of the night, or the end of the matchup comes from Ortiz and Santana winning. And honestly, when they're, they're all four of them are holding each other's arms, you know, to celebrate, mm-hmm. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for, for Ortiz and Santana to beat him up. I'm waiting for the turn. And they didn't do it. <laughs> like, now's the time. You want your titles? Tell them. Tell them all about it. 
Cut a you people promo. Do something. But no, no. They just celebrated. Okay. I guess. Oh, here we go. Here's the promo with uh, Paige and Scorpio Sky talking about the match. All right. I'm going to pause this here because I'll watch it when we're when we're done. Yeah. Anna Jay and Penelope Ford was next, Brian. Um what do you say about this? Uh, first off, your thoughts on the eight-man tag and then Anna Jay and Penelope Ford. So I, I enjoyed the eight-man tag. Uh, it's hard not to enjoy Private Party and the Lucha Brothers. I'm proud and powerful. Don't I do like that. the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've expressed that before. Um, the Butcher and the, uh, the Blade just had this crazy look. Um yeah, so since the butcher, or yeah, since the butcher has come back, um, man, there's something special about them. Yeah, well, yeah, but apparently they had a really good record before he uh, got hurt. They really did. It, very quietly, they had amassed a real yeah. win loss record. Yeah, and that that's what was crazy. It was very quiet, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, as soon as he comes back, they're like, "Yeah, they're they're this this and this," and you're like, "Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, they are." Um, yeah, it was, it was good for an eight man tag. Not a lot of the, you know, the Hefner rule or whatever no, going no, there on. Was but... no, there was no main pause so everybody could hit their own finish kind of thing. This was, yeah. it was solid action. Yep. Uh, and as far as Anna Jay and, uh, Penelope, uh, I think we just got to remember, you know, Anna Jay's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, May not have been a hundred percent, but I, I I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I mean, it's hard not to enjoy Anna Jay and Penelope Ford wrestling. They're they're great competitors. <laughs> what are they great at, Brian? <laughs> they're they're great at wrestling. Are they? Anna Jay's great. <laughs> hey. Penelope Ford maybe needs to stick to just being in the ring in the corner. No, 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 no. She's okay. She's okay. Um, But, you know, literally, though, I want you to think about this. If the worst thing that happened on the two nights was Anna Jay and Penelope Ford, it's a win. Yeah, we're doing okay. It's it's a a win. (laughs) And, again, I don't think it was that bad. I'm not going to you know, poop on the match or anything. I don't think it was that bad. No, no. I mean, there's, uh, like I said, it was, it was still a win. If this was the, as you said, if this was the worst thing. Um, but no, it was, it was a, a quick match. So it really wasn't a lot to, to really talk about. The aftermath of course is as the, the dark order seems to still struggle to get it together. The Hardy family office threatening to cut uh, orange Cassidy's hair. So we're building to a hair versus hair match between him and Matt Hardy. Then we get to a lights out match, which I forgot it was lights out. But the tag match between Suzuki Gun, which is Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer, and John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, uh, not bad. Um, I was not expecting, nor was I really excited or disappointed with Homicide debuting. I don't. I mean, the fans loved it. The fans were over the moon about it, but I couldn't recognize him until they finally gave us 
know, maybe two seconds to see his face as he's outside mm. the ring. This was after he beat the tar out of everybody. Um, but no, this was a good way to end the night. It was it was positive. Everybody standing and celebrating at the end. Um, but even then, part of me still was like wondering when Homicide was going to turn and smash Kingston over the head or smash Moxley. So, but no, it was it was a nice way to end the night. Yeah. So I I never. I never once thought that he would turn. Mm. I think Eddie and him will probably do it eventually. Um, they, you know, especially if they've actually signed Homicide to uh, any type of contract. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Eddie will turn on Mox, and you know, Homicide, of course, will be with Eddie. But I, I think you're now going to see the door that we've been talked about. For so you know, so long, mm-hmm. you're now going to start to see the new Japan stars when they're able to get over here filter into AEW. Right, some of them are already in uh, Impact, but I think now you're going to start to see more of them in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ultimately you're going to get a six man. Uh, some type of um, extreme rules match or whatever, probably in the near future with Suzuki, um, the Archer, God, I'm drawing a blank, and then a third member of Suzuki Goon versus Homicide. Ah, that's right, it's Suzuki and Goon, Mox. not Suzuki Gun. Yes, Suzuki two Goon. <laughs> two different tag teams. My bad. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, this, this to me is almost perfect to bring in another one. Um, it's been a while, but I'm trying to think of another member. Is Osprey? Is he one? Uh, anyway, I, I, I don't remember, but I think it's open in the door, and Goon has got some studs in Japan. So there's a rumor going around that Lance Archer's former tag partner, David David Hartsmith or David Boy Smith Jr., has his contract with WWE. But to date, he's only wrestled in two dark matches, and that's been it. I'm actually wondering if maybe he doesn't have a contract, and maybe he's the, the third guy. Well, I mean, it is possible. So you're looking at... I just pulled it up. I don't know how old this is. Oh, um, uh, Smith is in there um, for sure, according to this picture. So I guess it, you know it is possible. I don't think he's with WWE anymore. I think that came to fruition, didn't it? Didn't uh, didn't he uh, leave them maybe two weeks ago? Um, I think he did. Yeah, so I think that's over now. Um, which if it is, you know, now would be a time to bring him in. Oh, Zack Saber Junior. Uh, the the guy I was thinking about. Uh, he would be another one you could bring in. Would be big enough name to. Uh, do some stuff with 
Um, so yeah, I think I think you're going to get another New Japan star mm-hmm. to come in. Uh, maybe what it, what what was Archer and Smith Killer Elite Killer Elite Squad? Yeah, so maybe maybe we get lucky and that forms, which is cool. They were they were really good as a tag team. I mean, they were one of the best. I still I still keep out holding out hope for uh, the Gorillas of Destiny to somehow somehow make their appearance in AEW. Oh, give them time. Yeah. I mean, the, again, the problem is restrictions right now. Yeah. yeah. So. so, Brian, that's Grand Slam, a two night extravaganza. Uh, might as well throw a grade to it. I give it a solid A. I, I'd give it an A plus. Yeah, for this was really for, solid. They put together. Yeah, for non pay per view, mm-hmm. this was two of the. No, I'm not saying this is the two best, but this is two of the best TV product that we've seen mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, but, um, you know, not pay per views, but just TV. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to believe that AEW has found that magic formula to keep them competitive and keep them relevant for years to come. When you look at what they're doing, when they look at how they're bringing talent in, yeah, I've still got fears of, okay, look, you don't need to hire everybody. But they're bringing in people. They're using them right. They're still keeping women in the mix. They're still making sure that they're getting more exposure. They're creating new stars, which is what we complain about all the time from everybody else. Um, you keep doing that, you got a formula for success like no other. And there's no reason, none at all, that that can't continue. It's just... Nah. It's an exciting time for wrestling. We say it all the time. It gets more and more exciting as we go. We keep thinking that that nothing else is going to surprise us, and then something else happens. I mean, CM Punk coming back, we're like, ah, you know, that might happen. But he always said, no, he's not going to do it. And boom, he shows up on TV and like, holy shit. Brian Danielson, holy shit. Adam Cole, holy shit. And and it's just one after the other after the other. And we're not done. (laughs) That's the crazy part. We're really not done. No, but but again, though, this is what's, to me, why I enjoy this ride. Mm, definitely. Is that the, it, it, the sign on the marquee says pro wrestling. It's yep. not sports entertainment. It's pro wrestling. That's what people want to see. Mm-hmm. And, and AEW gives it to them. Hopefully this week we see a nice uptick in the uh, viewership. As last week was more around 1.2. Still not bad, but this week we'll hope to see it grow. Um, We've reached our finish line, sir. It's, uh, hey, catch up with the show at C2C Radio Show on Twitter. Rob can be found at Rob Hefner C2C. Brian's at Vlad Dragul C2C. Catch up with Sonny, our resident NXT coverage guy at C2C Kayfabe. And you can catch up with me at Stan Grub everywhere. That's going to do it for another week of C2C Wrestling Action. Well, before we leave, though, uh, there will be a review of the new Pro Wrestling Crate up on the website soon. Awesome. So, And there will be, there'll be another uh, top shelf available probably tomorrow or Thursday. Nice, nice. Check it out. Like it. Follow it. Whatever. Whatever you crazy kids do. Content. 
Yeah, whatever you crazy kids do. Be safe. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great night, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 